Yes, coming in hot with episode 57 of the Football Played on Paper podcast. I'm Sean, and we've got a full team assembled here. Jobba? Yes, thanks. Sam? Yeah, g'day, Sean. <laughs> All right, boys. Um, yeah, so we've got a full lineup here today, so um, we better get cracking into it. We'll discuss um, the Champions League and the full English breakfast feel that it will give you. PSG, bottle it again. Leicester, bottle it, or about to. But then, don't worry, West Ham bottle it. So, all that and the Premier League review, Champions League review, and then the European B League um, review. And then, yeah, we'll check in now, Sam's multi win as well. But let's do it. Weekly happenings, what's going on? Um, so, look, PSG slipped up again under that big fraudster potch. Looks like they're going to gift the title <laughs> to Lille. Sam, I have a genuine question for you. Um, is he going to get the sack? I actually thought about that, getting knocked out of Champions League, and then if they lose the title, like, is there a chance they'd sack him? Jeez, it'd be ballsy from PSG, but no, nah, I think I think he keeps a job. Give him, give him the project next year. But you, you know um, how, like, at a workplace where there's, like, um, the expectation, you know, you come and you do this, and they're like, oh, you have to do these jobs, and then you do so, something so stupid that you have to be sacked, like wearing shorts to an office? <laughs> shorts you know, like, I, mean, like, I feel like the league was basically the equivalent of wearing shorts to the office for him. Yeah, and then getting knocked out of Champions League was the sandals and socks to that, those <laughs> shorts. So, yeah, it would um, yeah, be devastating to see, see him get sacked, but... It could have been. Um, is Pochettino allergic to trophies? Because he gets real close to a couple and then uh, steers clear. Oh, yeah. couldn't, couldn't wash the spurs off him. Um, <laughs> move on. So it's also a big week in the Serie A. So obviously Inter wrapped up the title. Alexis Sanchez is banging goals away. But Juve got hammered by Milan on the weekend and are on the verge of missing the Champions League, Barney. You're a big Perlo fan. I've been against him since day one. What's going on? If they miss, if they miss out in the Champions League, he, I think he's almost destined for the sack. Like they he can't, hasn't not been sacked earlier. I oh know they can't. It's because he's one of the boys. <laughs> the boys, all right. He, he can't possibly stay in uh, if they miss out in Champions League. Like, possibly if they like, stay in the Champions League, then maybe. But if not, he's done for sure. Yeah. Right, I'll come back to you on this, Sean, because I think we're going to revisit it. But um, uh, we're down to three in the La Liga title race. So I feel like this is a bit of a. It's almost like the pod being reborn because obviously I'm the hardworking, working-class Atletico. Sean, wow. you're the has-been Barcelona. And Barney, you're the one who thinks they own everything Real Madrid. But severe draw. Real Madrid were in the box seat there, Sam, weren't they? Yeah, they they were for a bit. Um, they a bit of a slip-up against Sevilla, I think. But, um, yeah, I still think Atletico are going to just grind it out and win. They've all got fairly easy runs in. Like Real and Atletico have got a couple of – like one, maybe one tough game each. But apart from that, they're all pretty straightforward. Who are you got, Sean? I, I still like um, Real Madrid. But yeah, obviously Atletico's in the box seat. I think just having the points on the board is really where you want to be. Um, three games left. Yeah, and you want a man in charge with big kahunas. And Diego Simeone has oh, big. big kahunas. <laughs> um, oh, so then the UCL chief, Seferin proposes a ban on Barcelona, Real and Juventus for two years after they continue to commit to the ESL. I love this. I know when I make mistakes, I tend to either deny, deny, deny or really commit to it to the point where I just can't go back. Um, So I think, is it Joan Laporte responded saying, we deserve more respect? 
Yeah, is that I right, believe, Sam? I, be- I believe that's what he said. And uh, how about the cojones on him to say uh, <laughs> to say to say that straight back to the guy who he, they've just he's just deceived behind his back to go, come on, mate, we deserve a bit more respect. Like, fuck yeah, now he's like, he's just like, you have no idea how to behave, do you? <laughs> the PR manager there is probably just like, just shut up, mate. Seriously, <laughs> I honestly thought we were done with this. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's roll into the opening question so we alluded to before that Juve are in all sorts of trouble because Perlo doesn't know what he's doing so without Champions League next year for Juve where to next for the walking cheese grader himself Cristiano Ronaldo I'll throw to you Sean well I don't think he stays if they're in the Europa League I think can we all agree on that that he's not staying to play no in the Europa League no He's, he'll agitate for a move at that point. Um, and then you're looking at his wages and there's only a handful that can really afford him. Obviously, um, Barca are out of that. PSG is a good shout. I don't mind that. Um, and I think there's a chance of Manchester United as well. So I'll probably go PSG in the pole position. It feels like a PSG signing. Um, and then Manchester United for a bit of, uh, you know, 360 on the on the career. What do you boys think? Barn, what do you reckon? I think, I think, Don't I, say I, Spurs or I'll, I'll honestly mute you. <laughs> He's like, oh, now we've got bail again. <laughs> the last thing PSG need is another ego like Ronaldo <laughs> in their team. I think I think it's probably all teed up now for like a Manchester United return. The Glazers just like try and like do something for the fans by signing Ronaldo. Just to sort of like make everyone <laughs> forget that make everyone forget that we tried to cr- try to cross you all and get us into a super league no one wanted. But yeah, I can I I, I can see Man United. Yeah. For sure. uh, through tears in my eyes, Sam, I could say if the Glazers were to do that, all would be forgiven. Um <laughs> I, I think I don't think PSG could afford him under FFP if that's still a thing. Can they is that a problem anymore? It is being relaxed. Yeah. No, it is, but uh, but it works on a three year rotation, so it kind of like it's not just what they've done, obviously, in the last year or so. Um, it's probably working on a, um, a three-year cycle. And they've probably got to look at what they want to do um, next year or at the end of this year with Mbappe as well. So if you bring Ronaldo in um, and you you know that Mbappe is on his way out next year, um, you can probably do that. And then, yeah, you'll come out you know, um, with your net spend being rather low. All right, I'm so, going yeah, go, to go they completely can. different, boys. And I'm going to say Real Madrid because I know Zidane loves... His boys, and I reckon he's going to head back to Real Madrid. I want Perez to go said to that he would welcome welcome him back as well. So yeah, I'm not ruling Real Madrid either. No, I think I think it's up there. All right, let's get into it. So I'm really excited about these first two games because I'm entering this week as a winner, um, and I really want to get into this first game. So Leicester City two, both goals coming after the 80th minute, I believe. And the mighty Newcastle United, Mike Ashley owns Steve Bruce run Newcastle United four. Sean, I'll pass over to you here and then I'm going to give some really heavy-handed perspectives once you're done. What went wrong? Um, well, what went wrong was the warm-up didn't go to plan um, and Johnny Evans got actually got injured in the warm-up and that sort of forced... Um, Brendy to make some changes. He had to bring uh, Mark Albrighton in, and um, and then I think he moved um, Castagna back into um, into the back line, um, all into that last line. So, yeah, I don't think things went well from Leicester from the start. Um, but I think, like, instead of focusing on Leicester, what you should look at too is um, how well Newcastle did. 
like you look um, look at their start of the year and even the middle part. I mean, they were very patchy, but now that they've got Wilson back and starting up top with um, St. Maxima, they look actually really, really sharp up front. No, um, I'm not having that. <laughs> no, that's bad. Don't you, you dare you know, get away with this. I want to talk about how clumsy Sionchu looked. I want to talk about Fafana's performance. Yeah, I'm getting to Fafana, but I mean, how, like they've scored 20 goals in like their last four or five games. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, like, I think you're you right. can't not yeah. say that they're, they're more, much more potent up front. Like what I'm saying, what I'm giving perspective to is that it's not the same Newcastle that we saw at the start of the season. Do you know what I mean? Like I think if they had these two um, fit at the start um, and for the whole year, they'd be in a very different position. Yeah. Willick's form has been really good recently as well. But, yeah, Fafana had a great chance at, at one end and should have scored a header um, and went straight at um, Dubravka. And then two minutes later, he got jumped over the top of um, – to concede the goal. So, yeah, I think, yeah, um, Fafana had a, had a tough time, really. He had a, he had a horrible time. But, but you're right. Like, obviously, that's a, like that Newcastle team is very structured in a sense, and it was built around those two key attackers being basically like everyone else just defends, and those two guys are allowed to attack. And that's basically mm. how they run. Um, but I, I just could not believe how bad Suyonchu was. Um, I was actually reading the Leicester City blogs after the game just to get some perspective. And one of the comments was just, yikes. Uh, <laughs> I thought that's so, like, he just couldn't, he could not do anything right. Like, he looks so sluggish. And I think um, Callum Wilson had a chance early, and the ball just sort of like rolled past him from the midfield. And Wilson's just gone around the outside of him. He just, and then the Cruyff turn. Fantastic stuff from Sean Chu. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, would you say this is the, this is the uh, start of the downfall for the Foxes? <laughs> the classic end of season downfall where they lose an unlosable position for the Champions League. Oh, it's cl- if West Ham had won, I would have said that. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. there's three games left and they're five <laughs> points clear, so it's a real Spurs yeah, I mean, thing to do. It's <laughs> going to take some, um, like obviously West Ham need to win all their games, um, and yeah, I think Leicester need to, um, you know, only win one. So, but yeah. Liverpool, yeah, everything has to go well as well. Liverpool have a game in hand. If they win that, they're only three points back. Still three points back, yeah. 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 But Leicester City have got the FA Cup to think about too. So I don't know like, whether or not that's going to impact who plays. I know, like Manchester United, Leicester could be just a farce on Wednesday as to who plays. Well, your boy Harry's out too. So yeah, yeah. If you had Harry Maguire, this never would have happened. Um, <laughs> This Newcastle schmozzle. But um, no, great result for the Toonami. Uh, they they look like the shackles are off them, obviously not being able to be relegated anymore um, and putting together some nice stuff. So they have jumped up to 14th, which I think is a pretty good result for them. Leicester City stay fourth, but um, West Ham only five points behind. Liverpool six points behind with a game in hand. Um, and then Spurs. Spurs are in seventh, seven points behind. He's, he's up. We'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to Spurs but, now. Like- for Newcastle, for example, like less than a week ago or probably seven days, um, maybe two or three rounds ago, we are talking about them being, um, you know, relegated or, you know, where they're going to get dragged in or could Fulham do it and stuff like that. Now they're into 14th. Yeah, mm. they look they look terrible. I think yeah, Wilson just looks absolutely imperious up front. Um, it looks looks great. So most finishes he got were uh, world class. But how, what about the save from Schmeichel early on to stop that oh, maximum? Yeah, that was, what a save that was. was. That was yeah. unreal. I was like, this, this is a goal straight away. And then right, just with the foot. Great yeah, save. no, it was good performance. All right, let's move on. So um, <laughs> the next result of the weekend, Leeds United 3, 
Tottenham won. Barney, was Harry Kane offside? <laughs> Spurs was really unlucky in this one, you know. They were just really unlucky. Oh, that was no, shocking. Well, no, that, I thought, no, that, I thought they, Harry they, Kane wasn't offside for that first disallowed goal. Oh, yeah, no. There, there was, there's no way that was offside. Or if you could even call it with that camera quality slash at that speed, like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, it wouldn't have mattered because Tottenham were shocking. Uh, very wet game also, just to put it out there. Puddles on the field before the game. You'd rarely see that in the uh, Premier League. But no, Tottenham definitely looked like the worst side. Um, only probably kept in it a bit more from some great saves by Loris. Um, Leeds, yeah, looked really, Leeds really looked on it. Um, some great goals. Dyart was having an absolute howl. Oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who is going to want to talk about it in depth. <laughs> he was terrible. Um, but I think this just like this game just really exposed uh, probably Mason more than anything. Like get uh, like getting completely out coached by uh, a, a a great coach in Bielsa. You know, lack of tactics was really exposed. Um, and yeah, Dyer doesn't help down the back either. But I, I could forgive Dyer if um, he had like energy and effort about him and, you know, he made some mistakes or something like that. But there's instances where he just switches off and just literally gives up and yeah. watches a runner track across him and to, to score goals. Like, I, don't, I don't know if goal, it's like if he's, he just, yeah. Oh, that just he, twice he did it the front post he did he mm, left the ball yeah. go across to Reguilon who had no no chance for some yeah. reason and then he let yeah Bamford run straight across him at the front post to finish easy like far out I don't know what he yeah, was thinking. Yeah, it was hard to watch like because I think you're right like he just I don't know if he's not fit or if he's just a little bit lazy. And Gareth Southgate was there watching. I, I hope he wasn't watching Eric Dyer, um, but. Yeah, like yeah. he he just he's him and Regulon just seem to have a real problem defending together. It might like it, it might be like a like a work. like a focus thing. Like he can't can't yeah. keep focus for long enough. But I mean, that was only fourteen minutes into the game. If you're already yeah, you should, fucking should focus switching so off, early, yeah, yeah. And the second goal but, was twenty five minutes in. Like, oh, sorry, no, it was just before half time. Like, yeah. But he must offer sort of like either some leadership or some stability or something that you can't necessarily see by watching the the games around the changing room because every manager that goes there always picks him and he always plays. I think like Davison Sanchez sat on the bench and and hasn't been picked for for ages. And then when he does, Toby comes out of the team and Eric still plays. It doesn't matter whether it was Poch, whether it was Mourinho, um, or now Mason. Like they always play. Yeah, I think. I think Poch definitely played him the least out of the three, but like I think he's a bit of a leader and he's very well liked because he speaks uh, like a few languages, so he can <laughs> communicate with everyone very well and like is like liked by sort of all nationalities around the club. Um, <laughs> I think that, that's, I think, that's I, not that can't be your biggest reason for selection. But like, no, no, no. But like, but, you know, no, but it's like, one like, like, percent, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I felt like I felt like watching the game that. Um, he really struggled more than anyone to deal with Leeds' press. Oh, maybe Regulon. Um, mm. But I thought, like, Regulon's positioning was poor, but Dyer's overall game play was just so poor. Like, he couldn't handle the press at all. And he looked like, exceptionally slow compared to everyone else in the game. Yeah. I thought Alioski yeah, was um, unbelievable again. He just... He just works so hard. He must cover so much oh, ground. Holy crap. And I love that he was number 10 as well. That really does it for yeah. me. 
Left back number 10. <laughs> yeah. I always get nervous when I say that. Or <laughs> like a defender that wears number nine. Oh, the injury, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, look, good performance from Leeds. I was really, really disappointed with Tottenham, Sam, just so you're aware. I think if Harry Kane's goal had been allowed, it could have been a turning point. But then, like, after that was disallowed, they really went into their shell and just didn't really offer much after that. Yeah, Bale was a ghost on out wide. He was doing absolutely nothing. The game was just too fast for him. All yeah. right, so Leeds uh, with that win go above Aston Villa into 10th. Spurs stay 7th. I think they'll qualify for the Europa League as the other teams seem to fall around them. Um, but great result for Leeds. Are you boys happy with Leeds finishing 10th? Do you think that's fair or about right? Yeah, I think so because – I think it sort of reflects how they are, right? They're hot one week and then they'll get battered the next and then, you know, they'll be up for it again and then they'll get beaten again. So it kind of feels like it makes sense that they land in the middle on um, in 10th position and that their goal difference is nil. That's what I was about to say. How good you know is that? <laughs> they're right yeah. in the middle of the table and they're perfectly yeah. aligned in every way. That's exactly. what I really wanted someone to get to in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It just reflects them perfectly, I think. Yeah. All right, um, I'm going to move on now, so Sam, I'm not going to ask for your opinion on that one. So Sheffield Thanks. United nil, Crystal Palace 2, not a great deal happening this one. This was very much a boring game with one highlight towards the end, Sam, that you're quite passionate about. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, we discussed it and it was a great run by Eze, uh, but I wouldn't say it's got any anywhere near goal of the season. You can't have a huge deflection be goal of the season. No, and the goal, goal of the season was scored later in the Arsenal games. A number of them. Um, no, the best deflection of the season. <laughs> anything to add on this one, Shauno? Oh, not not really. Um, I think, yeah, both teams, um, like Sheffield United, obviously relegated, looking forward to next year, and Crystal Palace are very much on the beach and their performances reflect that. But what about Easy? Is he any chance to get a, a call up onto the no. into the Euro squad? No way. Think, no way. He's got to get in the first team first. But what I did he... What every every tournament, England take one sort of wild card, you know, Theo Walcott style or a young Wayne Rooney. Um, is he that wild card or are we not doing wild cards anymore? Mason Greenwood. Yeah, or Emil Smith-Rowe maybe. I'd say he's more likely oh, yeah, than, yeah, I don't mind than, than um, Eze. Um, I did hear this week that Roy Hodgson won't be at the club next year and that's not a confirmed thing. I actually heard that in a rumour mill. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. They'll get relegated if he leaves. Definitely. What is he going into a home? Or oh, what's he doing? <laughs> Come on, mate. No, he sta- actually started a, new, he started a new app. Um, so he's, he's going to working on that. Um, all right, so let's he's move on. He's so. coin, so he's <laughs> <laughs> Sheffield United stayed dead last. Uh, Crystal Palace up to 13th, probably about par for them. Um, so let's move on to what should have been the match of the round. So Man City 1, Chelsea 2. What did you think of this one, Sean? Are we surprised by the team sheets for both sides? Um, not by Man City's. I was surprised by Chelsea. So Chelsea, um, I think they only made two changes, whereas um, uh, City made uh, ten changes. I think I think it was. Um, and then what I thought was funny was initially the coverage I was watching had Ake in the midfield, and that um, Man City were playing four at the yeah, back. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. I was like, "Geez, what's Pep doing?" He's like, "Oh, I need another midfielder, so I throw a defender on, <laughs> make it look like I need some uh, some funds or some players." But yeah, they actually went to a, to a back three. But I was really hoping to see um, Ake in the middle. Um, but I mean, you got to go to the biggest talking point of the game, don't you? That that penalty. Yeah, yeah that. I 
the Fenenka. Um, just before that, I was, I was really interested in this game watching um, Hacken Zaych. He's got some serious technique about him, doesn't he? He's yeah, gorgeous he to watch. Oh, he's great, but he seems to be in and out of the team a little bit. Yeah. Um, he seems to be one that gets um, rotated or, or changed a lot. But, yeah, yeah. I was excited. Uh, out of the signings that they made, I think I was the most excited about um, Hakim. Yeah. All right, so Barney, do you think it was a penalty before we actually get onto the shit that unfolded after that? Yeah, I think it was a penalty. I mean, Gilmore was like he sort of made it obvious that he was going to trip him by putting his hands up before he even made the tackle. Um, so it gives it away that, yes, I'm going to give away a pen. But, yeah, I think it's enough for a pen. But then, yeah, the penalty itself was was shocking. He just, he just like, slowed down way too early. Like, usually you carry on past the ball almost, then stop, and then Penenka. But he, like, slowed down a step before, and then Mendy's sort of went one way, and he's like, oh, hang on, and just sort of sat there on his knee and just grabbed it with one hand. It was far too easy. Yeah. Well, Mendy never even really went fully down, did he? He was no. like, he had, I think at one point he had, like, a – he had one hand down or something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he just mugged Sergio off. And I loved um, Pep. When it cut across to him, he was fucking fuming. Oh, yeah. Did you hear him after the game, what he said? No. no he's, he's, he's like, oh, it's the, uh, it's the penalty taker's decision to take the penalty. That's his decision and, he, and he's made it and that, that's, that's on him. And you could just tell he just wanted to – he would have gone in there and just absolutely ripped Aguero a new one after but, he did it. I, I really hate it. Like I, I really felt strongly, and I was sort of sitting back, and I was like, "It's such a low percentage play." Like yeah. the keepers already like just put it away. Like, why do you need to do that? It's just a headline moment thing. But especially when you're Aguero, like, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? If you're a younger player, maybe it makes sense because you're trying to make a name for yourself. You, you've probably got your agent in your ear, some PR people in your ear saying you need to get your profile up or whatever. Look, look man, Aguero. Look, man, don't done, even don't get me started on look. Man. Gosh, and you've already done all that stuff. You don't need the headlines. You don't need all no. that. All you need to do is um, blast it away. And I think he was one. He's like really close to some significant record too. Um, yeah. The most goals for a single club or something like that. Or yeah, you, you, it's a, he's literally one of the best finishers in the league ever. Mm. And you, and you've been out for a while. You haven't got you've got a goal last week. But you haven't had many goals this year. Mm. You missed a chance in the before that where Sterling stole it off you, and then you go into a Penenko. Like it just doesn't. Yeah, seems silly. Yeah, and you'd imagine there's still spots up for grab, especially up front. Like, uh, oh, Pep's team's yeah. pretty locked in at the back line um, and even in the midfield to an extent. But I think he changes the front a lot. So, essentially, there's still places up for grabs in a Champions League final in two weeks' time. Um, take your goal when you when you have the chance. Yeah, yeah you've been asked to pass the ball at a post. Just do it. Like, yeah. It's not Sw- hard. Yeah. Swan song over. That's it. No, he'll play the rest of the Prem. He'll play the rest of the Prem game. Yeah. He won't, he won't play in the um, Champions League or anything else, but um, he will play in the rest of the Prem games for sure. Yeah, um, but a good result for Chelsea, uh, especially late on. What did you think of that, Marston? Like for Sorry, for two high-quality teams, the finishing in this game was like very odd, wasn't it? And technically, outside of Zayich's goal, uh, those two finishes were just horrible to watch, weren't they? Well, Raheem's where... He stole it off a grow, but then he sort of kicked it into his standing foot and like spooned up and, and in. Um, yeah, not great. I think the best finish was the disallowed goal from uh, Timo Werner where the ball got smashed across. Um, I think it was from Reese James 
and then he just turned it in from real close range. I think it was dislike because yeah. he was offside. But, yeah, that was the best finish of the whole game. But I think um, a little bit of trouble for Chelsea in that um, Christensen um, looks like he's done a hamstring and done it rather um, severely too. So I think if you're going through that Chelsea team, that's probably one spot where they don't have um, a lot of cover. Like if something happened to one of the front three, I think they could sort of comfortably um, cover that given the talent on the bench. But, yeah, um, they had to bring uh, Zuma on. Um, so they're only, so essentially now going into the FA Cup and probably for the rest of the year, um, they've only got um, – there's no decision to make at the back. They've only got three defenders fit. Yeah, and uh, Zuma did his best to try and give away a penalty towards the end there, just looking real clumsy. (laughs) Holy shit. I thought that was was more of a penalty than a Billy Gilmore incident, to be honest. It was just falling over him. It definitely was. How how good was the tackle he did just before that, though? Like tackle he did before that same situation, like got all ball, great tackle, and then just goes straight into the legs of uh, Sterling on the next one. Yeah, somehow not a pen. Uh, Pet had something to say about that as well. Um, Cesar yeah. Asperquota, um still got the hand bandage for those following that along. We'll, um, we'll keep you updated on that. <laughs> Thanks, so, no, great result. Great result for Chelsea. Uh, pretty disappointing for Manchester City. So the title race is still on, and we will come back to that because the chasing pack are closing in fast. Um, but do you think this is a like a a good sign for Chelsea ahead of the Champions League final? Do you think that makes them favourites? No, I don't think so. I think yeah. you look at the changes that City made. Um, yeah, I think they've got plenty in the tank um, to because they could have drawn or won this game with a fully rotated squad. So I think once they get back to full strength, um, I still think they'll be too good, but we'll see. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, I don't think this has any sort of meaning on the uh, the, ga- the final. I think like City in a final, a completely different squad. And yeah, like Sean said, completely different team will roll in. They'll roll in another $200 million defence and – and they'll be fine. That's tough. All right, so City stay top and Chelsea stay third. Oh, no, so go third ahead of Leicester third, City. Yeah. yeah, go ahead of the Foxes. The Foxes crumble towards the end of the season again. Um, so move on. Liverpool to Southampton. Neil, Sean, what would you make of this one? And are Mo Salah and Sadio Mane getting along, you think? <laughs> um, well, Mo got the assist for... Um, for um, Sane, didn't he? So he owed him um, one, but Mane. he definitely owed him one that first half. Oh my he god! Out to Mo Salah, and he he got himself was that, that nice, angle. Yeah, nice little angle yeah. there on the right peg, yeah. and thought I was like, "This yeah. Mane's just standing there Mane, screaming." Pass the fucking ball, Jesus! <laughs> like, it's so obvious what you need to do there. Cut it back, and he still goes to go on his weaker foot. No, nah, I'm shooting right. from there every time, and on my weaker foot too. I, I think if I'm Mo, I'm shooting too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the other, so that that was the that was the first goal, a dink ball in from uh, Salah and um, yeah, Mane at the at the back stick, um, finishing with a good header. Nice, nice hops on that. Jeez, he got up. Okay, um, he's getting up, can't and he? Then, and then Thiago's goal. All I could think of when he was dribbling, or like not that he's dribbling, but he carried the ball, you know, a couple of yards type thing, was that um, he was just going to pass it. And even his finish just felt like a pass that he sort of zinged in next to the post. Like yeah. at no point was he going to blast that or go for the top corner. Um, it was very much in-step, um, heavy pass into the into the corner. But, yeah, a nice finish. Um, and what did we think of Mane's sort of half non-celebration apology type thing? Are we having that? Yeah, I don't, I think he um, – I actually – 
I actually found Mane on FIFA, and the whole reason I think he signed for Liverpool was what he did for me in a FIFA career. Um, so a friend can verify this story too, because we gave him a chance when no one else wanted him. Um, but no, I don't. I don't mind it. I thought that um, like he still looks good. But I just feel like one of those three has to leave in the summer. And the more I watch them, the more I think it. Like they, I thought Liverpool played pretty well. Um, they could, should have won by a few more, but I don't know. It just it all just doesn't seem right there for me. Yeah, some, something's wrong. There's like, especially in the back line, like still, they, yeah, like they never looked like losing the game, but like, geez, Southampton still had some chances. Like some of those back yeah. passes out that Allison won and that chance where Shea Adams was through, like yeah. some good goalkeeping, but yeah, something, something's not right for sure. What What did you think of um, Jota starting um, and Firmino, the one who missed out this time? I think that's a, that's a nod to the future, I think. But you said one of the other boys. Yeah, you said Salah's going. Yeah, I know, but I think I think Jota Jota will have to start. Like I think he's better than Firmino, to be honest. Um, and I feel like Firmino's sort of gone off the boil this, a bit this year. Like well, he yeah, he, he, he never got well. many goals, and now they're in a bit of a downturn. He's getting even less. So yeah, I can see see him being a bit off off colour. Yeah, what do you think, Sean? Do you want Bobby starting? Think it'll put the the demons to bed. I don't mind it when Kloppo plays all four of them, really. I think that that's probably not not a bad idea, especially if you're at home to Southampton. I think, yeah, why, why not play all four of them? And Liverpool are in the situation where they really need to go for it. Like draws and stuff is going to do them nothing. They need yeah, to really track Leicester down and um, win all four games that they've got remaining to, to be in with a shout. So I don't see why you wouldn't really, really go for it at, at this point, especially in the midfield. Like they don't, it's not as if they've got you know, that extra midfielder that they can play or anything like that. They've, you know, got a couple of injuries in, in that space as well. So, yeah. yeah, if I was Kloppo, I would have gone for all of it. Did we see Klopp with the new glasses on at the end in the presser? No, no, think, I um, no I'll, think, to, I'll think, uh, for like, the tears of Hassenhutl again. No, so he's, he normally rolls around with a couple, like a stylish pair of like, you know, dark frame um, glasses, you know, straight from like, the high-end retailers, but no, he's, this time he's gone with like a Harry Potter-style nerd look about him, um, and then obviously he runs the Liverpool hat and tracksuit. So, yeah, new look for Klopp, and I wasn't a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I'll, have to, yeah. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, all right, so look, let's let's move on. So um, Liverpool up to sixth position, still a chance catching Leicester to play some Champions League football. Southampton, I think they put the queue in the rack some time ago. They're 16th and they are looking pretty bloody awful. So I'll quickly move on to the next one. One you were excited about, Sam, Wolves 2, Brighton 1. What would you make of this one, Sam? Yeah, it was an exciting match for one that probably probably um, wouldn't have been. Did you, uh, did you see a... Great little stat here. The uh, av- do you see who was playing left back for Brighton? Dan Dan Burn. Yeah. One point nine eight meters tall. Yeah. Biggest yeah, guy been- in the field. He was huge at left back. Looks so awkward. He's been what there all year. Have you yeah, noticed how tall he is? He's fucking giant. You just <laughs> noticed how tall he was. Yeah, I know, but what's he playing at left back for? What's he doing out there? That's where he always plays, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah about left of a three. This is like left of a four. Yeah. Like, he reminds me of young Roberto Carlos, actually. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Doesn't it was. Uh, that at all. Uh, first goal I thought was very good from Dunk. Yeah, he soared, soared up and just smashed the header straight into the ground and bounced up into the corner. 
Uh, that was a that was a great goal. I'm not sure about the man marking though, with Ruben Neves marking marking uh, Lewis Dunk. A bit seemed a bit a uh, bit of a mismatch. It was a risk. No, it was definitely yeah, a risk. definitely. But Brighton looked really strong through the first half. Um, really dominant. A lot of good chances, but as they always do, can't convert. Um, and then early in the second half, what did you think of Dunk's red card? What's he thinking? I know. What? I couldn't, I just couldn't, I tried so many times to like put myself in his shoes and I'm like, what are you doing? No, you just he, pulled him back. Bad decision. Very yeah, bad. very bad decision. And then- um, That so, was a straight red, was it? Straight yeah, red, yeah. Straight red. Straight and red, then yeah. um, as if the game couldn't get any more crazy, Adama Torre scored a goal. Who would have saw that coming? And a nice goal you as well. You picked this, didn't you? No, I picked it a couple of weeks ago. It had to happen eventually. Um, and then Morgan gives White gets the winner. Um, great finish for him. Really happy for him. And then Neil Morpay got sent off after full time. Oh yeah, what an idiot! <laughs> you know, you know, he's thinking. Have you ever heard the thing about Neymar getting sent off around his sister's birthday? Oh yeah, yeah. He always yeah, does. I feel like Neil Morpay's done. <laughs> he's like three games left. I'm not going to the Euros. I just need a break. Um, so I think he's taking a bit of a bit of time to himself, Neil, I reckon. Okay. I, I beat her, I heard. <laughs> uh, restrictions lifted, vaccines out. So Wolves <laughs> up to 12th, uh, again, doing not much and Brighton safe now. So I can't see them moving their 15th. Let's move on to the match of the round, the true match of the round. Aston Villa 1 versus the mighty Manchester United 3. What do you boys make of this? And does Mason Greenwood start at the Euros? Oh. Uh, Mason Greenwood doesn't start, um, and I think he'll be doing well to even get a ticket at this Great. point. Um, but I tell you who I won't be given a ticket to Toro Mings. Oh, oh my God. Oh. The Greenwood defending for the Greenwood guy. Oh, jeez, what's he doing? Can I, can Greenwood's I take got it? a heavy left foot. Don't show him on the inside. And he just he got too excited. He saw a bit of the ball and went to come on the outside of him, pinch the ball. And, yeah, I mean, a nice finish from uh, Mason. He sort of rolled him and, and smashed it into into the corner. But, yeah, no, nah, Tyrone, very bad defending for me. Um, can we talk about the pen also? No, I wanna, I go, can we go back to the first goal for Bertrand Torre? Um, what do you think of the defending from Victor Lindelof? Bad. I know I'm a bit – I can be – I've been criticised for being overly pragmatic and slightly old school, but is that one of those ones where you're like – you want your centre half to be a bit tougher. Like yeah, he just got he, bullied, and then the challenge was just so weak. And he's not. And Traoré is not a strong, like a really known for his strength or anything. He just easily turned him, and he went to like put a foot in, and then just like didn't get yeah. near the ball, and then just. Wait, how good was the finish though? Great finish, great finish. But I just the defending leading up that was just pathetic. But um, yeah, the Peno, I thought it was a bit soft, but I think at the same time, Sean's a bit clumsy from Douglas Louise. Like, you know Pogba's going to put the leg across you. Like, just stay on your toes. Like, you didn't need to do it. Yeah, I thought it was soft, but a pen. Um, but, and, yeah, I probably agree with you that it was clumsy. So, he's given away two pens this year against uh, Paul. Yeah. He just, About him twice. You, two think, pens. you think you would have learned, don't you? Like, because you know Paul Pogba likes that, like, big step out in front of people. He does it all the time. Um, you know it's coming. And for some reason, Douglas so, Lewis was the only person who didn't. So, Joe, what's going on with Paul Pogba? He seems to be getting picked a little bit more regularly now. Yeah, I'd say, I, I, like, I genuinely don't know who could buy him. So, I think I think he's just in the side now. And I think it's time, I think he wants a pay rise. But he seems to be playing out of position. He plays, like, on the left-hand side of a, you know, of a sort of high 
midfield. Yeah, it's like three. a high three, and then there's a striker yeah, ahead of two him. Two yeah. dates. It's yeah. how we tend to play when they don't have Martial or um, Cavani starting. So Pogba kind of goes out to the left, Rashford goes to the centre, and then Greenwood goes to the right, and then Fernandez just sort of wanders around. And that's why they've got those two like sixes because they give him a bit of protection. But yeah. I don't know. I don't, like I don't like him out on the left. I think I like it's, him. It can't be his best position. No, and I don't think he could be happy either. Um, mm. But it seems to be mildly effective, so you'll take that one. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like he's like he's playing for a move or a pay rise, and this seems to be fairly consistent across the years too. But um, yeah, yeah, you take it like gets a pen. He was okay overall, not outstanding. Um, I think the, the turning point in this game was Bruno Fernandez sort of stepped it up a gear, and then also they brought on Edison Cavani and. He just tucks home a goal as per usual. Great finish. Good ball in by Rashford and good finish by uh, Edison. He's just such a striker. Like I know it's really simple. You'd, but you'd like, hope just, so. Yeah, he just he just gets on the end of stuff and he works really hard off the ball. Like he's just Watch, so watching, yeah, watching him run off the ball there was was pretty nice though, where he was like on the corner of the eighteen and he it like whoever I think it was Fernandez had in the middle and he just sees it going out the other side, so he just starts sprinting across and charging towards the penalty spot. And, yeah, Rashford finds him with a really nice cross. Um, and feel, go on. I was going to ask you a question about um, about the squad and how this is evolving. So I feel as though they're probably – United's probably at a make or break point. So we mentioned Pogba already. There's a decision to be made there, whether he stays or goes. Um, Cavani, I mean, the decision seems to be more on his side, whether he stays or goes, and De Gea as well. So I think, like, if you keep all those three together – um, and then you add something, I think you can track down City. But I think, you know, if you start moving pieces out of the team, I think the the work to be done to close the gap between City and United is almost too big. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think like you can't you can't make like dramatic sweeping changes again this summer. Um it's just not gonna work. Like I think it's interesting to think about Lampard's role at Chelsea and everyone's like, Oh, he's gonna do this, but like Ollie sort of won out in the end. <laughs> like for those comparators, like he's managed to hold on. Now United are second. Tuchel's had to come back in, but he's like he seems to have done a reasonable job. I think he's still got some learnings through in the Champions League, and like that will come. But yeah, it's hard to argue with it. But I think they really do need to make a decision on the striker because Marci- Martial's not the answer, and Cavani's also not the long-term answer. So I think that I feel like they're going to be sniffing around Harry Kane pretty hard in the summer, um, Barney. So bad news for you. Do you want to hear a nice little United stat? Is it about the 10 Premier League matches they've won after conceding first? No, no, it's another one. It's uh, So United are unbeaten in their last 25 away games, and that is also uh, Bruno Fernandez's first 25 away games for the club. That's ridiculous. He's he's definitely changed something at that club, just his presence around the the field. I think he's just so demanding, I think. He just demands more. Yeah. Demands more from everyone else. Yeah. And, and what do we think of Watkins um, getting sent off for a uh, second yellow for for diving or simulation when uh, Henderson came out to close him and Watkins was sort of halfway down before he even touched it. So I was actually watching the game live and Ollie Watkins folded Harry Maguire after he passed the ball and I was like, Ollie Watkins is getting himself sent off today. Um, it wasn't the way that I thought he would, but I'm really <laughs> glad that it happened because he just kept, he kept like clipping players and he was always like a little bit late and you're like, he's going to get himself sent off here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I, th- I thought it was coming for some time. <laughs> yeah, it was um, – I was – I like you rarely see someone get sent off for diving. But it was kind of nice to finally see someone giving it. 
Loftus. Yeah. I ref to actually have the stones to go, yeah, you know what, you're out of here. Um, but, yeah, unlucky for Watkins, though. Yeah. So Manchester United stay second. Uh, the title race is still on. They have a game in hand, the 10 points behind City. Um, pretty reasonable return, all things considered. Aston Villa, 11th, uh, not really doing much. Could potentially go lower or higher, but they've been pretty underwhelming in the second half of the year. So let's move on to um, the David Moyes derby. West Ham nil, Everton won. Now, Barney, I know you were quite excited about Everton's direct style of play, weren't you? Yeah, very much so. But uh, I just think Everton's great away form continues. They continue on again. Uh, and so they're, they're only Man City have won more away games than them this season, which is a pretty ridiculous stat uh, for a team that's really hot and cold. Um, but, yeah, I was surprised. To, I was actually surprised at the result of this game because yeah, West Ham were pretty much back to their full-strength squad apart from Rice. I'd say. Um, so it was un- like a bit weird they couldn't take advantage of that. Um, and the goal as well was a bit like Godfrey sort of saunters out of the back line and he plays a really nice ball like through to Cal- uh, Calvert-Lewin. But like you got to have some someone in the midfield there like, cutting that passing lane. Mm-hmm. Like that's where obviously Rice would be. Or so- like, um, you know, Sojek was over the other side so he couldn't he couldn't uh, couldn't be there, but Lanzini was on that left side, and you can sort of see Lanzini sort of approach it how he would as if he was attacking midfielder. Sort of puts a bit of pressure, but he's not cutting that lane, and it just leaves a massive hole for the ball to go through, and a great finish from uh, DCL. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was disappointing to see West Ham fail. Yeah, what do you think, Sean? A bit disappointing, Jalen's. Well, no, not really. I thought um, Jalen's did okay. Um, the game was more of a like a situation of just missed chances from both sides. I don't really know how it finished only 1-0 to Everton. Like I thought West Ham could have had a, a couple of goals. Um, like Fournells had had a good chance. He smashed it across and hit the post. Um, ben Rama had a good chance with the header mm. that was missed. Like Jaylings tracked uh, Coleman down late on to uh, on a slip ball from um, DCL. Um, to make a, a tackle like right inside the six-yard box. You had Sigerson's free kick. So, yeah, I, I just don't know how this only stayed 1-0. I thought there was a bunch of chances in here. It was probably just um, Everton took their one of their chances and, and um, West Ham couldn't. Mm, it was good to see. It was – there was quite a – it seemed to be like a large amount of balls either hitting the post or coming very close to it in this game. It was a bit <laughs> odd that we didn't see another goal. More goals, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Sigerson's free kick was unreal. Good save. Yeah. Um, from Fabianski. I really enjoyed just Richarlison running off the Calvert-Lewin nod-ons. Um, you just don't see enough of that anymore. Like just Yuri oh, Mina and Michael Keane just clipping it up there and Calvert-Lewin just throwing himself at a header. It was beautiful. Like I, I thought it was straight out of the Barcelona handbook, to be honest. Calvert-Lewin wins a lot of headers over big defenders. Like he's, big he's really good. He's really good in the air. Yeah, so um, so that's it. So Everton finish one uh, 0 over West Ham. So they're eighth. West Ham stay fifth. Bit disappointing. That look could be the end of their Champions League hopes. But um, let's move on to the next one. Arsenal three, West Brom one. Sean, what do you think about this one? And did we see the goal of the season? Pepe. No, I was going to say Smith Rowe, yeah. No, Pepe is decent too, though. Um, well, what I do think is that um, AFTV's uh, um, views will be down this week per Ray Parler. Um, they don't do too well 
when um, Arsenal win, according to Ray Parler, that people only tune in to see people lose their head on that channel. So I'm monitoring the uh, the streams and the downloads and the views of uh, AFTV very, very closely. But I thought it was a good win for um, Arsenal. West Brom now officially relegated. So I think um, is Big Sam updating his CV as we yeah. speak. Um, relegated once, but it wasn't my fault type language. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, th- I thought Arsenal would cut a- cut above. Arsenal have these top perf- performances in them. I'm not sure whether that's reflective of um, how West Brom turned up in this game. But yeah, every now and then you see Arsenal get it together um, and they look rather dangerous and and, um, and like decent up front. I think, was it last week where um, I think Aubameyang um, scored that that nice goal as well? So they're on a bit of a run here, Arsenal. Um, so it's I suppose if you're an Arsenal fan, it's positive that you can get to see this type of stuff. But at the same time, it must be so frustrating that they don't turn out like that um, most of the time. Like their performances, similar to Leeds, are just so up and down. I suppose that reflects why they're in ninth and Leeds are in tenth. Yeah, I think that if you're an Arsenal fan, but I think it was quite pleasing to see that they just look better, like they were better than West Brom. Yeah, but isn't that frustrating at the same time to say like, well, how come, where was this All performance that yeah. Yeah, when we actually needed it against Villarreal? Yeah. In, in, in isolation, I was like, you, they just look yeah. so much better than West Brom and Saka was having an absolute field day. Pepe's having a mm. great old time. Like it would be frustrating, but like for that game, I was like, it, they just look better. Um, looks so much better in every facet. But then, as you said, like you see that Arsenal like behaviour sneaking in. Mateus Pereira runs like 50 yards, completely untouched. Yeah, like, that, that was... He goes to the goal and no one makes contact with him. Free goal, yeah. Yeah. Great goal, but like, yeah, where the hell is the, like, the Arsenal team? Yeah, there's like five players around him and no one approaches him. Yeah, so um, Saka was man of the match and um, per Arsenal's captain's policy, Rob Holding was the captain, so that's good. Um, I just want one last thing. William's free kick. What did you think of that? It was good. Good. His first goal of the season for us. Actually, first goal for Arsenal. Is it really? It's his first goal for Arsenal, yeah. It's bad for him. That's not good, but what a hit. I really enjoyed that free kick. When they signed him, I thought that was going to be an okay signing. I'm like, oh, yeah, like I appreciate he's at the end of his career, but he can probably offer something to um, Arsenal. And, yeah, it has not gone well for him there. No, so Arsenal, uh, they go up to ninth, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. West Bromwich Albion stay 19th. Big Sam's run is over as never being relegated. Changes to never being relegated from a team I've made for the whole season. Um, well, he's, he's he's also he's also just going to resign, and then he's actually never going to go down with them. So technically, he's never been relegated. So yeah, see. Smart, <laughs> smart, smart man. Just watch your mouth. Hey, yeah, me might be first off next year. He's um, <laughs> hoping. Right, so we're going to have a look at the games coming up. So tomorrow we have a real humdinger. Uh, we have 18th versus 17th, Fulham versus Burnley. Who do you like in this one, Sam? Fulham versus Burnley. Oh gosh. Uh, Neither team has anything to play for. Burnley, are, even though they're only what nine points ahead of Fulham, they're still they're still safe. There's no way Fulham can win this and then carry it on. Uh, I think I think Burnley might might uh, actually no. I'm going to change it. I'm gonna, I reckon it's going to be a draw. Sean, oh who cares? What an absolute snooze fest this is. Uh, the only thing that for <laughs> me that's going to happen is that um, Fulham will officially be down at the end of ninety minutes. Um, I think Burnley will beat them. I think they've got something about them and Fulham don't, and that is officially Fulham down after the 90th minute. 
it's disappointing. Yeah, I'm going to go for Fulham. Um, I'm going to go for the Great Escape. I think Scotty Park has made the right stuff. All right, so Wednesday morning, we have Southampton Crystal Palace. Who do you like in this one, Sean? Are they playing this on the beach? It's <laughs> a schedule because I tell you what, both teams are on the bench for me. Bloody hell! I can imagine Roy, Roy on the sideline with the uh, the banana lounge, oh. <laughs> trying to get the sun on. The <laughs> you will have one of those like reflective things. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, coming to the face. But I mean, Brighton. I mean, sorry, um, Southampton were absolute trash against Liverpool. Liverpool just walked walked over them in um in third gear. Palace showed something um against Sheffield United though. Keep that in mind. But, I mean, oh, yuck. Uh, maybe a draw? Yeah, there's a couple There's a couple of boys here that I think could be playing for spots in the Euros. I'm thinking like Ward-Prowse. Yeah. Um, like, add a stretch, Fraser Forster. Ings? Maybe Che Adams. Ings if he's fit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I know it's a stretch. I think Ward-Prowse would be the closest. Well, I think Wolf Press will go. I think everyone else you mentioned there, uh, Foster, Danny Ings, I, no, I don't think they're getting near the squad. Yeah, so you think they'd try and play with a bit of pride, um, but I think you're right. It's going to be a fairly dull. Who do you like, Barney? Yeah, I actually like Southampton for this one. I think Crystal Palace got their uh, their last win of the season. They're definitely, definitely, definitely on the beach. And, yeah, Southampton will get a squeak out a nice little 1-0 win, but it'll be boring. It'll be a Ward Prowse free kick. You heard first. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Manchester United versus Leicester City. I'm actually disappointed I'm not more excited for this game because of how it's fallen and where. Um, Sean, who do you like in this one? And um, is Sionchu playing? Because that's going to determine what I say. Uh, Sionchu is playing because I think Johnny is injured. So I'm not sure we're calling this the Maguire derby or the Johnny Evans derby. I'm not really sure. Um, but I don't think um, Ari will be there either after coming off injured with that uh, ankle. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good, actually. Um, and if Harry misses the Euros, then England are no chance. <laughs> Might be Who do you like, Barney? Uh, I like Man United for this one. I think they will go behind, as they tend to do. And then... Uh, They'll come back from behind and win. Bruno Fernandez probably with a pen, real jammy one. But, um, yeah, I think United to win. All right, I'm going to go with Leicester City because I think Manchester United play Liverpool on Friday morning. Um, so they play Leicester on Wednesday and then Liverpool on Friday. And I think if you're a Manchester United manager, it is absolutely unforgivable to field a weakened team against Liverpool, but you can do it against Leicester City. So I think Manchester United are going to roll out. I think you're going to see the – I don't know what your history is like. You're going to see the Darren Gibsons. You're going to see the Luke Chadwicks of the world rolled out um, for Manchester so, United. So you say rotated. How rotated? Don, uh, Heavily. Donny uh, Donny Donny rotated or not that I much? Think, oh, Donny van der Beek will get the second half. But that's how heavy we're rotating. If, Jen, if we could recall, I think if we could recall Jesse Lingard from loan, he'd get a game as well. Um, I, honestly, I think you're going to see like a shadow squad. Because you can't, you cannot field an understrength team against Liverpool. It doesn't matter where they're on the table; it's just the optics. So I think was okay with it too. Um, he didn't seem to carry on about that in the press conference. The whole, oh, the that's whole thing typical, that, so. typical Premier League. Just got it in for us because um, we don't have that oil money and we've got a bit of history. Um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, so we're split on this one. I'm going to go with Leicester City because I think Manchester United are going to field a shadow team and I don't think Leicester can catch them. Um, so Thursday morning, Chelsea versus Arsenal. There was a time when this was a really significant fixture. Does this one get you excited, Sean? 
Oh, I think it gets me more excited than the uh, Southampton Palace game. Um, but no, I think I think it should be good. I think um, Chelsea will just be uh, too good for them as well. Like I think um, this is a good chance for Arsenal to have a crack at Chelsea and get some points out of them um, because Chelsea do have the FA Cup final um, that weekend. So I think what you're going to see is some changes on the Chelsea side. So, yeah, good chance for Arsenal, but I think Chelsea will be too good. What do you reckon, Barn? Nah, this would be Chelsea will absolutely dominate this game, marking about 2 or 3 nil win. Whenever Arsenal face any adversity, they just absolutely crumble under the weight of themselves. So, they, uh, I think this is like ripe for a Sabayos meltdown, possibly another red card. It could be like out for every every different competition. But, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea easily in this one. What, yeah, do you, okay. what do you think, Jabba? Do um, does Giroud get the winner here? <laughs> I don't think Giroud gets the winner. I do think it will be fairly convincingly Chelsea, and like a Tuchel convincingly, so like a you know a solid two nil or something. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see because I think it's a good opportunity for Arteta now that they can't be relegated to you know let Martinelli, <laughs> Saka, Smith Rowe, like players who actually have a future at the club, have a run and play in some of these bigger games. Um, better, have ja- but- better have Jacker at left back or Martinelli's not going to be. Under control. Yeah, he'd just be out there bloody smoking in the corner or something. <laughs> um, so, look, it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think Chelsea win by a few. So, um, boys, I'm going to cast your minds back because we couldn't record last week, Barney, because um, you were unwell, I believe. Um, hand, foot, mouth. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> just looking at UCL. So, Manchester City 2, PSG 0. Do you have anything exciting to add to this? Mm, just what about the brain fade from uh... – Di Maria, actually, I wouldn't even call it a brain fade. I just call it just lack of discipline. He's just like, how could you be so dumb to do that? That was just uh, that, that ruined it for me, and it really turned me against PSG. Even though they were, they were really part of my storyline for that the whole multi and the whole the whole <laughs> predictions and everything, I was really glad Man City won and absolutely put him to the sword as well. Yeah, they were a bit petulant, weren't they? They really were. Bunch of kids. What do you think, Sean? Pretty and as soon as Mbappe, sorry, as soon as Mbappe was ruled out, I think we all know which way this game was going to go. Um, but what do you think, of this Sean? Yeah, well, I thought there was like a, a big gulf between the teams, um, like shockingly so. In, in the end, I think Man City were yeah a couple of levels above PSG. Um, obviously, losing Mbappe hurts. I think um, yeah, that's like it's obviously going to slow um, PSG down um, in terms of speed of, speed of play and how fast they play it forward. I think if you've got Mbappe up front, you might get, get it front to back a little bit faster and that would probably spook um, Man City. But, I mean, Man City were just in control the, the whole time and I thought the gulf between the two teams was significant. Yeah, it's, it did feel like that, especially like the, PSG just couldn't get through that press like at any point. Man City were just so like alive to everything that PSG had. Man City do like a, a really good counter press too. So like if they've got the ball high in um, PSG's half, as soon as they lost it, they just press really intensely for like that first six or eight seconds and, and win it back. So yeah, if you're PSG, there was no no real chance to get hold of the ball um, at any point. Yeah, as I said, I think the, the difference was um, significant. No, it's a pretty convincing win for City then winning 4-1 on, on aggregate. PSG mm. very disappointing. Poch probably starting to think about his next job. But the second leg was a bit – there was a bit more to the second leg of the Chelsea-Real Madrid game. Um, what do you think of this one? And, like, this narrative around Kante is back, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. like so I'm interpreting this game similar to the um, Man City PSG second leg as well. So this one in particular, I thought the difference between the teams was quite big. I thought um, Chelsea really controlled the game from from start to finish. I was a little bit shocked. I know we discussed whether um, Ramos will come in or not, but yeah, he hadn't played for 50 days and then he comes in to um It looks like a man who hadn't played in 50 days. <laughs> yeah, he really bad to face to face Chelsea and I mean he just didn't look right I thought it was interesting that um, Hazard started as well and I feel as though that uh, Real Madrid sort of shuffled their pack a little bit to to fit him in um, they, they went to a back three to sort of squeeze um, Mendy on and then tuck Hazard in so he could play up front and then I thought Hazard was yeah just not really that busy um, and didn't really offer a lot and I thought yeah again the the difference in class um, of the two teams was um, significant I thought Mount was unbelievable Um, and yeah I think Chelsea fully fully deserved to go through and I enjoyed all of the carry-on of Hazard at the end when he was laughing Um, (laughs) and now and some of the um, some of the carry-on from the publications over in Spain was uh, rather hilarious. What do you think Barn? Do you think Chelsea should have won by more? Oh yeah, definitely. I think yeah. they uh, they could have had a few more goals for sure. Real Madrid just looked at looked at sixes and sevens down the back, didn't they? They were all over the place. And yeah, like you said, Ramos. I think he, you're always going to put him in if he's fit. Like he's just mm. that sort of player. But yeah, he um, it, him and Varane just all looked all over the place, and Chelsea were just dicing him up. You know, Havertz looked like an absolute Rolls Royce up front. He um, him and Mount sort of just seem to be seeing the game at a different pace to everyone else at the moment. They are mm. both looking very good. And Madrid never really threatened, to be no, fair. No, they were really disappointing. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say, Barnett. Like when you're saying that um, Chelsea should have um, gone on and got more, like I, I agree with that, but in just in terms of their chances that they had. But like I just – at some point there was just no need for Chelsea to take any more risk and step forward. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like they were controlling yeah. the game. There's just so – like they're 2-0 up there with a cruising – and had the game in hand. So uh, there's just no need for them to sort of step on and, and as you say, put the game to bed or, or make the gap even bigger mm. just because, yeah, um, Real didn't look that dangerous. Is there a better sight in world football right now than N'Golo Kante running onto like a half interception, like sort of oh. a half challenge? And you see him just like almost comes from a different screenshot. <laughs> yeah. I think it's for the first goal and he pops out and he just flies onto the ball and then slides it in. And then he, yeah. the second one that I remember is he goes, like he becomes the shooter and he wraps around the side. He just seems to come out knowing you see his little legs powering through. Absolutely loves a hospital pass. <laughs> yeah, love, he does. As soon it. as he sees it. He's, he's really been reinvigorated under Tuchel. Like he sort of he sort of like slowed down a bit and he was played in a different position with Sari a bit higher up. And then now with Tuchel, it just seems to be getting the best out of him again, which is great to see because he's, he's so good to watch, even as a defensive player. Yeah. No, it was, it was good to see. I think Chelsea were very good for the win. Um, Zidane tend to go back to all these boys that had gone through in the past, which I think was a bit disappointing. So final will be Chelsea-Man City. Give me an early tip, boys. All else remaining equal. Man City. Man City? Yeah, I agree, Man City. Does it change your mind if I tell you that it might be at Wembley? Um, no. where, where City have already won a title this year, I'd say that's their home ground, isn't it? Yeah, but it was against Spurs, mate. Come on, like it's not, it's not. This is like a real game. Yeah, second best team in England. Um, yeah, so I, I'm actually going to go for Chelsea. 
Um, I think Tuchel's going to be – this is his moment. Um, and Frank was a fraud and Pep is also a fraud and he's going to overthink it. So I'm going to go with Chelsea. Um, so the Europa League, obviously the Premier Cup competition of Europe. The final we have Manchester United who went down 3-2 to Roma. Um, I don't think anyone really cared about that result. I think it was pretty much done. And then a very disappointing Arsenal, Sam, went out to Villarreal. Yeah, the Villarreal keeper was doing his best to try and keep Arsenal in it. <laughs> Some very weird and just risky decisions he was making. Um, but luckily enough, he was playing Arsenal, so none of it even mattered. Um, but yeah, that uh, good to see Arsenal get knocked out. The yellow submarine continue on. Uh, they'll probably get smoked by Man United in the final. I hope so. What do you reckon, Sean? Yes, uh, bad evening. Um, <laughs> that was probably my favourite joke of the um, of all the uh, memes that come out after. It was uh, um, yeah, the carry on from Emery and um, everything that came with that. But yeah, I mean, a bit of an underwhelming game. Like everyone wanted Arsenal to be brave and, and do something and show something. But I mean, they would. Yeah, they looked scared. I think, um, which is unusual considering that they were at home and they need to get on the front foot and do something about it. But. Yeah, Villarreal, I think, over the two legs deserve to go through. Interesting final, I think. Um, and I'm glad that the Champions League um, and the Europa isn't an all-English um, fixture. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I'm glad to see Villarreal go through instead of Arsenal. Um, because, I, like, I suppose that's that's the reason we like these type of competitions because you get these weird um, fixtures that you don't get to see that often. So, yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to see uh, United-Arsenal Europa League final and a Man City-Chelsea Champions League final. Yeah, and obviously that's going to be played in uh, Poland. So, obviously, everyone's very excited about that. Um, mm, God's country. Yeah, 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 nice atmosphere there. I know there's quite a quite a strong Manchester United following in Poland. So, um, hopefully, we should see the best of that. Hopefully, there's fans allowed. Um, all right. So, look, that's all from me, boys. Barney, have you got a multi for the next couple of days or what have you been working on? Yeah. And how'd I, your last one go? I do. Oh, uh, yeah, how'd your last one yeah, go? Yeah. Look, Big Reg really screwed us on that one. Mm. Um, so, he'll be facing some disciplinary ac- action for that. <laughs> course um but <clears throat> this one this week i've just made i've just made up this one because i'm a bit of a genius when it comes to punting um no. and we'll no. see if we can get another employee onto it next week performance review can you yeah yeah i will i will so uh i've got uh what do we got here we got full and burnley draw we've got man united leicester to be over two and a half goals and then for the Chelsea-Arsenal game, we've got Chelsea to win um, and both teams not to score. Ooh. Uh, so, you're, so you're saying Arsenal won't score, is that what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. I just want to – everybody knows that Arsenal will not score. Uh, <laughs> really simple way of saying that, yeah. Ten dollar dues on that one will return you 169.20. That's not bad. So very nice, especially for like an absolute, absolute winner as well. There's no chance that will go down. <laughs> big, big regs on this one, so we're all good. Yeah, do gamble responsibly. So if you want to get in touch with us, it's footballplayedonpaper at gmail.com, uh, Facebook Football Played on Paper, Insta at Football on Paper, and Twitter at Football on Pods. Any more from you, boys? No, enjoy the football. Come on, Lester. See you guys.